to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Hello, it's ASD. We're outside the prize. Uh, it's cold. It's really cold. Uh, I'm with Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Good. Uh, and Jesse and Jesse, who've flown all the way over from America just for this game. Is that right? Are you regretting it now? You're, you're blowing into your hands. You, you regretting it? I don't know. We'll see after the game. <laughs> Jesse, too, it's your, your first time to White Hart Lane. How, how are you feeling right now? Nervous. Nervous. Cold. <laughs> excited. How did you, like, if this is your first time coming, like, how did you get into Tottenham? Got into Tottenham, uh, you know, immediately when I was looking for a team to support, I, I eliminated Manchester United and City and Arsenal and Chelsea and Liverpool. Anyone who's won a lot or anyone who's a lot of money. And as a, uh, as, as a Jewish supporter, I learned about the Yid Army, and that was it. I was in. So you started just a few years before the Champions League era. What are the, like, the top three moments since then, the, thing, the three things you remember the most? Jeez. I mean, just the, the season in its entirety that, that Gareth Bale had under AVB before he was sold. That whole season was just madness. He carried the entire team. Yeah. Um, you know, just Bell in the San Siro. Oh, yeah. It was just ri- ridiculous. Crouch during the Champions League. And then, you know, recently, just watching Deli Ali. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing watching him. Every time I see him, I can't believe he's 19. <laughs> so you may recognize these two voices because we were here a year and a bit ago talking about maybe two years. When was it? it was yeah, last, year, last April. Last April. Good knowledge. Last April. And we l- lost to Villa, I think. So, uh, this game should be different. What were you expecting the score to be? Today it's going to be five uh, one Spurs. Who's scoring the one? Who's scoring the one? Uh, I'll give Giroud one. Coming off the bench, own goal. I'd love an own goal. Own goal. <laughs> so you've flown like? How do you decide to flow all flow fly all the way over from Philadelphia to come to Tottenham for one game and fly back? How does that happen? And how did you get permission from your wife for that? My wife does whatever I tell her. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, but his wife was a, Je- Jesse number two. His wife was a harder sell oh, yeah. than mine. I had to. I had to really convince her. And she does whatever you tell her. <laughs> she does whatever <laughs> I tell her. To do. Okay. So what, what happens if we lose? Like, is it going to be the worst flight home ever? Or are we just need to get too smashed up. If we lose, we're going to Amsterdam <laughs> and we're going to smoke. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, Chris, it's been a while since we went to a game. What do you think of the team? I just I can't follow that team at all. Yeah. yeah, it's not often in a in a North London derby you think that that team dominates in pretty much every position. And I feel like that today. Uh, the pub's getting a bit rowdy, so we're going to finish this here. Uh, we'll see you after the game. Oui. This is take two, and hello, welcome to Echoes of Glory with me, ASD. Who are you? I'm Jack. And returning for the second week. It's Abbas. <laughs> it's Abbas. One away from the match ball One now. One away from match ball. How were your feelings on last week? Good. Good yeah, performance. Yeah, 
Yeah, not bad. Um, had myself back for the first time. Yeah, you're... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did that feel? So-so? Perturbing. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> How would you rate your performance, or who, which Spurs player throughout history would you compare your, your performance to? Um, Timothy Atuba. Timothy Atuba. I was going to say Albert Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there wasn't a first question this week. I was so stressed. I'm I'm still emotionally drained from mm. from Saturday. So should we just talk about? You can hear my voice is going. Um, Jack, where were you sat? I was my season ticket seat, which is in the north stand, north lower, right where uh, Harry Kane came over when he scored his absolute belter. So you've got three goals in front of you. I yeah. got one. I got the Sanchez goal in front of me, which is great. So what uh, everyone wanted, what everyone wanted, um, and you were home. On my sofa. On your sofa, like. <laughs> oh, could you hear it all? Well, yeah. If I went outside, probably could, but didn't, didn't, didn't want to move. No, but oh, man, let's talk about it before we got there. So, you you drive to games, don't you? Yeah. Jay? So, could you tell there was something in the air in the car or like? Uh, no, not really. No, no, it was no. just a normal. We were a bit tight for time because I was coaching. I coached on a Saturday morning, so I was doing that before. So it was sort of a mad rush from that. I turned up at the ground in my PE kit, um, which Amazing. was a great look. Amazing. Um, but once we got in the ground, and I think we're about 10 minutes to before kickoff, you could sense it all really starting to build. You know mm. it's Derby Day, didn't you? When this chance really before kickoff, you know it's a big game. So I got into Tottenham about two hours before about half past 10, 12.45 kickoff, obviously, uh, for train reasons and all this sort of stuff. Um, met up with Jesse, and Jesse, who you may you would have heard at the beginning of the show because I did an interview with him. You may remember them from the Villa game from last April. And they were really excited, but utter madness. They'd flown over from Philadelphia just for the game, just for the game. Probably not a better game of football that we that we that they'll get to see this. Uh, I mean, maybe the City game, maybe. Just I actually more... thought that's the best game in the Premier League this season. The City four game. one. No, no, the two two against the Arsenal. Two-two. I thought it was such a good game. If you take your your bias hat off and just look at the neutral, is an yeah, amazing football what a game. game. What a game. Um, and you could tell it was on. You could tell it was, it was a punchy atmosphere. I'm so, it's annoying that it's 12:45 on a Saturday, I mean, but it did stop people drinking all day. I've been to a West Ham late kickoff, and that was that was just too aggressive well, for if me. You think as well, but all the trouble that there was before yeah. the game, and that's a 12:45. That had been a half five. Well, I got in 45 minutes early because I remember the Riziki game where we won, where we lost one nil. We missed the goal because mm. coming into the south stand you have to walk past the away fans and it's always bunched up around there with people having a go at each other so we got in early but you could see where the metal stands were there were people just waiting just waiting for Arsenal fans and uh, well they're not football supporters these people just go for idiots. trouble like, I'm all for creating a hostile and an aggressive atmosphere for the game but these people that go to have fights before they're not fans at all. I, don't, I just don't get it but then so I get in Block 44, which is above the south, is in the upper of the south stand. I'm literally next to their fans, so not it's me, guard, fence, their fans. So not even white of their eyes, you can smell them like it's close. Um, and after being in the West Ham end a few days before, mm. they're a different class of people. They're a different species mm. of people to West Ham fans. We'll talk about that later. But I'll tell you what happened. When it finished, there was a couple next to us who we were having friendly banter with, and I don't like the word banter, but it was back and forth. Shook hands afterwards, and I've seen other people tweeting they shook hands with them afterwards. But Thumbs with up. Arsenal, with Arsenal always. fans smiling, I've never had that with any fans. Did you wash your hands after the game? I, I spat on it before. <laughs> um, but that's that's what you want to see. Like you want a 
a hatred, but to a certain extent, like I mean, there's, there's still atmosphere, human don't you? supporters. At the yeah. end of the day, aren't there they? was a guy who came up, and you can hear him on the recordings, which um, I think I'll put. I haven't put him before anyway yet, but I'm going to put him before we before the recording. He came up to me, he turned up 10 minutes late, which annoys me anyway. Um, the one I always remember, actually, is Burnley. Do you remember when we played Burnley in the FA Cup? The results are still on the, it's still on the BBC website, and we were 2-0 down within like 12 minutes. Two fans got up and left, and then we won 3-2. So all they saw was a Burnley 2-0 win. Do you remember who scored in that game? Um, Capu. Capu. Scored, scored the equaliser. Yeah. Um, Kirikes is the one I'm going. Who also scored on the weekend for Napoli. Um, I'm sure we're all following how he's getting on. Where was I going with that? Um, turning up late. Turning up late, and he went up to me and he went, uh, most, of, most of you, well, some of you who have met me, and you'll understand how ridiculous this is. I was in my parka, and he went, are you a naughty boy? And I went, what do you think? You Look at me, I'm not a naughty boy. And he went, but you a geezer though. And I went, obviously not, I'm not a geezer. I mean, like, listen to me. And then um, he went up to the boy next to me and went, you a geezer? And he went, yeah, I'm a, I'm a naughty boy, yeah, I'm a naughty boy. And then the guy who turned up late went, oh, I'm so coked up. <laughs> oh, and he was a nightmare throughout the whole game. He just, he didn't look at the game once, he was looking at their fan, singing, um, he would just, every three minutes, when I was just a little boy. And actually, like, it's contextually relevant then, so I get it, but, there's loads of other songs. It was great. What a waste of a ticket. You could have had a genuine supporter. There were three spare seats in front of me as well. People just didn't turn up. I know. Um, let's talk about the game. Rambo scored the big Ramsey. But before that, I thought we dominated. I thought we were all over them. They were just playing on the break. You know, I've spoken to quite a few Spurs fans about the game and I actually think I'm in the minority. I didn't, I didn't actually think that we played very well in the first half. Did I you thought not? that we had the ball okay, but we didn't test the keeper once at all. Um, Other than uh, Lamella, Lamella, I thought that was in. That was I in front of us. I couldn't really see what happened. I, I don't. I just remember getting up, thinking it was in. I, I don't really know. What it happened. was so close, wasn't it? It's good reflexes. Amazing reflex. He sort of had a half decent game, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I it, was it a bit like the AVB game where the AVB type of games where we sort of dominate but not do anything. Where yes. Arsenal fans would be going, we let them have the ball in front of us, and we'd be going, we dominated. Yeah, um, I was under the impression that we did. Well, for 35 minutes, but we didn't do anything. Of it. We didn't test the keeper. We tried early on a few pot shots here and there. I think Kane had one which limped to the keeper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but we, we tried to put him under pressure, and he actually did quite well. Mm. He did quite well. Um, we had a ball for a long time, yeah. but it was just midfield, defence, back and forth. We weren't really, we didn't penetrate them enough first half. Oh, it's um, so yeah, so I don't think we. I'm a. Yeah, I guess we we did well to an extent where we controlled possession, but we just didn't do anything else with it. So were we always vulnerable to that one 0 Well, I I thought they had the they were the better team in the first half. Although they they only had one shot, like they didn't do a lot going forward at all. No. Um, their first shot, they scored. Um, but I thought they looked quite comfortable, and I think you think got to bear in mind like they were the away team. They're always going to set up with yeah. two old midfielders and plan the break. That was always going to be their game plan. Um, so I actually thought they had the, 
the better of the first half. Cochrane should have gone though. Like he he should have got four yellow cards. One in the celebration, the two he got, and there was one early on where he got a warning, which was just a full on yellow. It was card. just a late, a late dirty tackle. Yeah, I don't think he's. And I've got Arsenal friends who, who agree with me. He's not that good. It's just because they don't have any holding midfielders or Flamini and Arteta are awful. But he actually he does a job. You are not going to win the Premier League or be a major force in Europe with Cochrane playing such a midfield. No, it's like. I, I actually think that he's similar to like Ryan Mason. Not bad players, good squad players, but do you know I mean you're not gonna be world beaters with, with that in the centre of your midfield. Like they've got a use and they're good for the squad, but Yeah. It, Ryan Mason I am a big fan of Ryan Mason this season. No, Abbas? Go mm. on. Mm. He's okay. I mean What's what's missing from his game? Goals. Um he he tries. He he does try. But I feel like he lacks like decision making, which he interesting. Um, that's always that's always an easy pass which he can do, or you know, it's just it's it's not working out with him. I don't think. Um, you sure, you get rid of him. I wouldn't get rid of him. He's a good squad player. Yeah, but that's all he is. He's not first team, is it? Mm-hmm. One of the things I put in the agenda was was that our first team because I think it is. I think well, with everyone with the injuries and that we've got. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's good to see Dembele back, wasn't it? He was great. He was our best player. I thought Dembele and Rose, oh, Rose were great. absolutely quality. Dembele just getting the ball, shrugging two or three of them out of the way, getting he was 15 so yards up the pitch. strong, wasn't he? He was absolutely... We missed him at West Ham. We'll come on to that in a bit, yeah. we? but we missed him in that game. Um, but he was great. But I thought, Rose, I thought Rose was our best player. I thought all of the stuff we did going forward come through him. And when he went off just after they equalised... Like we lost all of our oh, real shape going forward yeah. on the left. I thought um, Lamella had a half-decent game. He didn't do much with the ball, but he definitely chased. You can see his value in, in his work ethic. I think he'd have stayed on if he hadn't been on a card. And he, he had that altercation with Sanchez. And, and it was good management taking him off. Yeah. But I actually thought he had a good game. It was a Lamella-type game. It was a bit niggly and yeah. a bit aggressive. And you just sort of nick the ball and you go. bit of Argentinian beef, in it. Yeah. Um, but the best player on the pitch was Sanchez. What a player that man is. Well, he just... He looked to fret every time he got the ball in the final third. I was genuinely worried, um, but I thought that we defended him okay. But in mind, like Sanchez is one of the best players in in the world in the league. Like we defended him fairly well. Like how many clear cut chances did he have? Probably one. Yeah. Like in ninety minutes, that's not a bad return. Not at all. Uh, Welbeck, I thought was really good for the style they play. You know, that's what the way he plays is the way they must have wanted Walcott to be. Walcott is awful. I think he's eighty goals in ten seasons, which is just not good enough mm. for um, a knight of the realm. So, do you wish that we'd gone for him when he was available, fifteen mil? I know it's a difficult question because he's playing at Arsenal now, but see, I think at the time, fifteen. Quite a good thing is, it was him or Bale, wasn't it, from Southampton, and we made the right decision. Now, no, no, I mean when he left. Man U, like, was that about two years Walcott. ago? Walcott. No, no, Welbeck. Oh, um, Welbeck, yeah. Yeah, should have gone for him. Yeah, definitely. Walcott, no. No, no, no. What about Oxlade Chamberlain? I've always been a fan. Mm. Arsenal fans hate him because he loses no. the ball. No. No. But he's uh, only, was he 21, he's, 22? He's young, man. He's young. He's, he never gets played. That's the thing. Like, There's so many of these young players, not just at Arsenal, but in the Premier League, that you think they're going to have to surely... Like, I think Benslab's another one. Good young players, but like... Where the, where's their career really going? Like, yeah. Well, he's 23 bench. now, isn't he, Bentleb? So he's, he's, and he wants to play for his mm. country. Ozil, so 
they the Arsenal song they we, we've said time and time on here again they don't have any songs and their song was the same as the Kapoo one we've got a deal Matt's mm. a deal I just don't think you understand no no no, no. he's better than Zidane which he's not I don't <laughs> think he's very good like I, he's a good highlights player he's got a lovely touch on him but in terms of influencing a game I just I've never seen him go turn it on in the big game he was quiet mm. he was very quiet um I think it's about 35 minutes in when I heard a commentator mention his name. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, he was quiet. Sorry. One of his worst games. But he, in fact, his, his delivery is... It's unbelievable, isn't it? Better than Ericsson's. Oh! No, nah, that's uh, debatable. Uh, any point in that first hour when he had a little bit of space, the, the pass was perfect yeah. every single time. But I think he was quiet because we didn't allow him the time and the space to play like I thought Dyer although I thought struggled throughout the whole game him and Dembele actually dealt with those really well. as soon as he got the ball they were on him, on him straight, straight away. away and if that, even if they knew they couldn't win it they were being physical with him and that, that's how you have to be with some of these players that you know what type of player Rose is if you sit off him he's going to punish us you've got to get in and you've got to mix it a bit with him and we did that in the away game as well where we drew um, and he was quite quiet so I don't think that it was necessarily him having a bad game I thought we actually stopped him playing quite well. Should we have rested Deli Ali? Yes. Because he's tired and he's yes. got a bruised toe, bless him. Um, he's great. Like I'm a hu- I'm a convert now. I just there's so many elements to his game, you know, he, I think I think he's the future. But I think we need to rest him now. We got Dortmund. Oh, he's out of the Dortmund game. Oh he's suspended. So I'm okay, I'm not I'm not too worried about it now. But he's he's a young man, he's just and there was that report, wasn't there, in midweek about how he's played more um, top flight games than any other under 21 player in, mm. in the world or in Europe so that's good but we, we can't rely on him too much I think that he had to play against Arsenal I don't think I think if I'd have got to the game and seen him on the bench I'd have been a bit like you almost what? scored didn't he yeah it'd been like and also like although the Kane goal was a wonder goal like Aliat was the one to sprint and keep it in let's talk about it we say set it up let's talk um, about it <laughs> I think that's the the best derby goal I've seen and I'm including Rose's goal, which I didn't see live, but it's better than Rose's goal for me. It's, it's, that's exactly the sort of goal I love, like controlled, class. Like he would do that 10 out of 10 times. Like so clever, perfectly executed. I just, and the celebration was, was perfect. Mask off. Oh, man. Yeah. Just, is it, was it better than Ramsey's goal, Abbas? Yeah. That, yeah. Why? Like um, Ramsey's goal got a cool flick on it, like he's been doing FIFA. No, Ramsey's goal was good, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you can't compare. You can't compare them. I mean, a first of goal. all, first of all, the two very different goals. Arsenal's mm. goal was more of a team goal where they sort of took us apart defensively, but Kane's goal was just epic. Out of this world. It was just. It? it was just so unexpected. Yeah. I mean, just thinking back on it now, I thought he was actually going for a cross. Like yeah. There was no one. There was no one in the box. Yeah. So it was just. It was just amazing. I, I had it perfectly flat because it was the other end to me, so it was, it was flat, so I couldn't see anything. So we went mental. Mm. The, you will have heard the. So I, as soon as we scored the first goal, which is great, I love Toby. It was a proper. It reminded me of the goal we scored against them, Harry's goal it's last exactly year. The same, yeah, because we nearly scored a few minutes before it was off the line. Oh my goodness! And the goal, the goal was a, a carbon copy of that corner yeah. as well. Um, Lamella setting that up, just being there in the right place at the right time again. Love Toby. Um, what was I saying? And yeah, so we started recording straight after Toby's goal and we caught that goal and that's why I've lost my voice. I just go squeaky because we went, we went I mad. I can't believe it was happening. 
we just like you how, how many rows did you fall forward well I went from row 18 down to about row row 6 so we just absolutely bundled it was because where I sit in the north stand came ran over to that corner yeah. and was celebrating there was a fan on the pitch there were flares going off weren't there it, it was, was just it was insane it's hard to like, we go to football for different reasons but there's nowhere where you get that feeling there's nowhere there's nothing there's nowhere that gives you that instantaneous feeling it's because feeling. you've got no control over what's going on as exactly. well like, there's not a single thing you can do to affect the game it's the best thing ever um, and then they came back which is the best thing ever for them like that was a massive and you can understand they went down to 10 men they've been fighting for 10 men for 35 minutes they scored a goal great for them before the game would you have taken a draw? Forget the West Ham result. I would not have taken one before the game. You never take a draw, especially at home in a derby. But at half-time, 100% would have taken one. So I think on the balance of the full 90 minutes, I thought a draw was probably a fair result. That's what I, I, thought, it was a good, I thought it was a good result for both teams because we were, we were a goal down at half-time. So if you just had half-time, you'll come back and draw and you'll score two. You'd be like, that's a good second half. And for them to say you'll be 2-1 down with 10 men and get a point. Yeah. Filthy weather, was it? Larissa's fault that goal. No, it's no, hard, harsh. It? It's harsh. It was it was a mishit from Sanchez. Um, but just going back, uh, I probably I'm quite disappointed with the result, just for the fact that for 35 minutes we played against 10 men, we got the lead, and we didn't hold out. Yeah. We we I think we went for the jugular to get the third, uh, but they they weathered the storm and they came back strong and. They looked they look really good going forward throughout the whole game. Um, so 2-2, two, two, fair result, but disappointed with 10 men not to see it out mm, and yeah. not to get the result, which would have put daylight, like huge daylight between us and Arsenal. Yeah. And we yep, would have yep. been three points behind. I had to wait in Finsbury Park for 50 minutes because my train, there's one train every hour for some That's reason. Um, so Finsbury Park is, so if you come to Tottenham, you go up to Seven Sisters on the Tube and walk. The next one down is Finsbury Park, which is where you get all of the, uh, where the trains to Hertfordshire are. And it's, but that's Arsenal territory. Like the signs in the, in the state, in the station go Arsenal Football Club this way. You can see the Emirates from it. Like that's where most people get off. And you could hear them singing the whole time. Like that it meant so much to them. Um, it, I'm it's just understandable. Like, I mean, if you were to flip that and say we were two one down there with ten men, yeah, yeah. Um, and you come back and get a point, like you'd be really happy with it. So one of the things that we've got a lot of younger listeners um, who've heard about Sol Campbell, Judas, who, yeah. Um, now, do you know what year he made his switch to Arsenal? Became the. Do you know what I learned? He became the first player to be paid over a hundred thousand pounds when he moved. Waste of a hundred thousand pound that is. He's a good player. <laughs> he was a good. That's why we hate him. What year was he? Did he move? This is your bag, Abbas. Two thousand. Two thousand and one. So, in the lead up to his switch to Arsenal in two thousand and one, I've got. Some, I've just. I've done some research. Hash. I found it in a book. Um, which is research. It, is, it really does hurt me that we're dedicating this much time to, to him as well. Doesn't the it? greatest defender, I suppose. I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> so I've got his quotes from the press, so you can understand why why it hurts so much. August the 4th, 2000. My heart and soul is here and I want to play for Spurs. I'm going nowhere. For now. December 3rd. December 2000. (laughs) I can assure everyone that I won't be signing for another club while I'm still a Spurs player. I want to win the Premiership and I want success in Europe. But most of all, I want to believe and I can achieve that here. December 17th. 
2000. Being a Spurs fan as a boy and a player for so many years, it would be hard for me to sign for Arsenal. I don't think the fans here would ever forgive me. January 1st, 2001. I want to play for Tottenham. That's it, really. I'm going nowhere. Uh, January 5th, 2001. I'm happy here and willing to do business now. I'm not selfish. I'm looking at the current situation. I want the club to do well. March 26th. As long as the club is healthy and things are in place, then myself and other players will want to join Tottenham or continue with them. I want to stay at Tottenham. Uh, April 1st, 2001. There's still a lot of sorting out to be done, but I'm sure it will be resolved. April 13th. I will, be, I will leave it as late as possible, but I'm happy at the moment, and that's the main thing. May 21st. Going abroad is not in my mind. The ball is in Spurs court now. I'm in no hurry because I want to look at the whole picture. July 3rd. Sol Campbell signs for Arsenal on the Bosman. Shocker. Just disgusting, isn't it? It's, it's the lies that hurt the most. And not getting any money for him. And that's why Levy's doing such a good job. Like, all our players, like, none of them are out of contract for a year and a half. So we're going to get decent money if, if any leave. It's just unforgivable and he deserves every bit of abuse that he gets. Yeah. Mm. I mean, some of the uh, the racist abuse, the homophobic abuse. I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, we draw the line there. We draw the line there, yeah. But the rest of it... He's, uh, he's a bad man. How much would you take for Deli Ali from Real Madrid? He's going. You have to sell him. What's the minimum you take? 40. 40 is exactly where he's going. 35. 35, 40. He's really good, isn't he? Let's talk West Ham. That's uh, why I was there. Uh, in the home end. Undercover. Weirdly, undercover with Jay, who hasn't been on the pod yet, but he always goes, oh, no, I'm going to leave. I'm going go home. And then whenever I finish the pod and take the stuff back upstairs, he's always there and goes, oh, I missed it, did I? Um... But some of you remember John Antonio, who was on the podcast two years, three years ago, like a long time ago. He walked past me in the stand. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he went, shut up. That's brilliant. Guy, so I was with two West Ham and two. Taking it back, so we got a cab. I was with work people and we got... It's a horrible place to go, West Ham. It was dark, it's at night. People are smashed and people are up for it. Like, mm. there are riot police everywhere. It's really intense. One of the most intense atmospheres I've been in. There's canine everywhere, riot police. People with guns. Police with guns everywhere. <laughs> and, like, it's intense. And they hate us. They... It, Forget Arsenal, it's bigger than Arsenal for them. They, it, they hate us and they got on the ground and I'm already stressed because I've had two hours of being in with West Ham fans and you're in the ground and they're singing anti-Tottenham songs, racist ones and all that and you just can't do anything. They score and then they just, they, we don't really threaten them at all and it was just, why? Why did it happen? I thought, thought it was a game that didn't really have any quality from either team. No. I mean, it was decided on a set piece which we should have defended a lot better. Um, but other than that, how many saves did either keeper make? Loris made one from Noble, didn't he? Which was fairly straightforward. Um, and then Adrian made one from Toby in the second half, which again was fairly straightforward. But I mean, other than that, it was a game where there wasn't really much in it. It was mm. scrappy. The pitch didn't help. Um, but I did, we weren't at our best. We were far from it with our passing. Our passing was off from minute one to minute nine. Mm. A simple sort of ten-yard pass. There's one that sticks out where Mason's got the ball and he tries to score it to Darwin just goes out for a throw and I, f- I thought that pretty much summed up yeah. our performance it was just it wasn't the, the, the players didn't want to get back in the game and if not that we just you just couldn't get a rhythm going and that's football like, that's what happens and yeah. credit to West Ham really for not allowing us to get our rhythm going Like they were always going to play that way they were going to try and get in front and then sit on what they've got that's how they've played most of the season that's why they're where, where they are in the league but it was frustrating oh, massive. 
Massively. Yeah, so I've, I think that was one of our worst performances of the season. Uh, question for you guys, actually. Um, so I was watching Gillette Soccer Saturday. Yeah. Um, Other brands of Soccer Saturdays are available. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they, they were mentioning the chance Kane had. If he doesn't have that mask on, does he score? I, just, I think he was tripping more than the mask. I think the mask is an irritant. You can tell that from the way he took it off in the celebration. But maybe, maybe. I just... It, it just it wasn't quite right. I didn't think it was in. I thought it was offside and a handball. I thought all sorts of things. I didn't think he was fit for the West Ham game at all. No. I didn't think that he... You know what Kane sort of did against Arsenal where he puts himself about and he'll chase yeah. down a lost quarter against West Ham. But no one did. Yeah, I, I, I honestly was surprised that he didn't that he didn't take him off just purely because he just didn't look fit. He looked no. absolutely shattered. Yeah. But it's one of them games. I think any team in the top four, any team going for the title, you're always going to have games like that where you come unstuck. It's, it's their last Spurs derby at the Berlin. It's their cup final. Like whichever way you look at it, they were up for it, and it just it just happened to I work out. I think as well. Like one thing that we do need to bear in mind is that all, always West Ham away is a tough game for us because like they're always up for it. It's a massive game for them. Yeah. But we also do have to take into account where they are in the league. Like they're a good team this season. Like regardless yeah. of it being a derby, like they're like sixth, fifth, or sixth in the league. Like. They're a decent team. Like that's yeah, yeah. a tough game for anyone going there. So we need to forget about Leicester. We need to forget about everyone else and just do our job. Like we could have, we could be ahead now, but we're not. We need to forget about Leicester. Whatever is happening there is, is magical and blah blah blah. They're still being fronted by a racist, and and they they won't do anything next season. We just need to do our job. We're second. We've got to take it game by game in the game league. By game, like, we're second in the league. Like people are moaning about it. We've got a three point gap over the team. Below us, effectively focus the goal difference. I mean, I think it's yeah, exactly. We've had a disappointing week with one point from two games. But if you just said at the start of the week, at the end of the week, you'll still be second. Yeah, then you'd probably have been well. That's a decent week. You take second right now. Would you finish the season right now um, if you could? Yeah, I think that. Well, we're talking about finishing second here. So I mean, like <laughs> the highest ever with five points off Leicester. I'd be surprised if they didn't go on and win it now, just simply because they'd have to lose probably three or four of that. They've only lost three games all season, I think. They'd have to lose three or four in the remaining nine. But you never know. And they do have tough... They do finish with three tough games. Yeah. It's not impossible, but I just think we just have to take it game by game and say we've got Villa away next in the league, win that, and then we've got Bournemouth. And you just take it game by game. I think the problem's been that we've been looking four or five games ahead and been like, oh, we win the next four and that kind of... It's like, it's game by game. So let's talk about... The sexiest game we've got, we've had in the last five years since Inter Milan, AC Milan, I think, since Real Madrid, mm-hmm. maybe. Borussia Dortmund, that the cathedral of football, one of the greatest stadiums, one of the greatest atmospheres in world football, the yellow wall. They played um, Bayern Munich on the weekend and drew 0 0, obviously a great result, and they're not bad at all. They're a really, really decent team. I've got, basically, I've got a bad feeling. Um, but no, I've got a feeling like we're going to go out, I'm not going to lie, but we've got something to be proud of. I don't know. I, f- I, f- I honestly think it's a really even matchup. I think it's two teams that play a very similar way, very yeah. similar players, and it will, I think it'll be a really tight game. I could see there being a goal in it across both legs. Yeah. I don't think that we'll approach Thursday in a way that will probably suit us that we can probably sit back and play on the breaks with your yeah. team try and nick an away goal it's going to be such a good I'm so I'm excited so for it. it's going to be such a good game you just hope that you get them back to the lane and you're in the tie you don't want That's to sort it. of go there and lose 2-0 and then it's That's really it. difficult just make sure you come back 
with either an away goal or, or you're in the tight nil nil something like that. Yeah, I mean, how would you set up? Who was your front four? So Kane up top. So who's your the three behind him then? Lamella, work rate, and I'd probably go with Chadley and Ericsson. And Ericsson. I think I agree. I'd Mate, bring Sun, Sun in, in for maybe. this game because mm. he actually he's used to playing him as well, isn't he? He's, he's got more goals against him in the Bundesliga than anyone else. And also in I think in Europe, Sun and Lamella have been brilliant. Is it because obviously it's a completely different game? I think in the Europa League this season, Lamella's been our best player. Even Kane, Loris, including more Lamella's I'll been brilliant that. in Europe. Yeah, I'll and I think that. Sun has as well. So maybe bring them two back in. Obviously, Ali's out, so it will be Dyer. Who is he now suspended as well? Dyer in the league? Mm. No, he's on nine. He's, I think. On, he's nine, on nine. Yeah. Is he? Uh, yeah, that's 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 not great. Score prediction. I don't really want to think about it. I'm so nervous, but I'm more nervous about that game than the Arsenal game. I'm going to go for an optimistic one-one. One-one. I think so. I think so. I actually. think we'll score it out there. Yeah. I think we'll lose, but two-one. Two-one. That's good. Game. Game back to the lane. One-nil. Smash them. What do you think? I think yeah. Two-one. One-nil. Imagine one, one. Dortmund nil. Tottenham three. <laughs> Even then, Imagine. I just I got that funny feeling. Uh, all over my body and in the mainly in the rude bits um, I'm, I'm not lying it genuinely happens. I'm not even going to edit that out <laughs> not even going to edit so I haven't edited anything out in about three years so this is this is why oh, it's no, so I bad. remember there was a slur from old Dan that we had to edit out because of uh, oh yeah actually, legal, legal reasons yeah <laughs> and I I don't think anyone in the legal prof- uh, profession <laughs> listens to it but I was so nervous about Dan's horrendous uh, discussion um yeah, so one thing uh, that Stato was meant to be back here. Tell you what, it's funny. Stato was meant to be back here after a, a long time out, and he's one of my favourite people in the world. Uh, it's just that new, he's got a young family, so he's he's at their beck and call. But he had an American who was meant to be with him, which is great. Always um, love having Americans on, and the American flew away without him again. This has happened that's before. The second time as well. It's <laughs> something about him. But the other thing that's returning for probably the hat-trick ball this season, Jack's feature. Feature, with the uh, intro music. So just to introduce this, Abbas, what Jack does is he's got, um, he's got a player there. He's going to give us a description when we're going to get a guess each after every clue to say who the player is. Uh, it's usually quite difficult. It's usually 90s, 80s, mm. 90s, so I think you're in it with a better chance than me. But we do need to do some theme tunes, so... Boom, 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 boom. Brilliant. Jack's feature. I'm just go. Going to go straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> it was great up until the go. <laughs> right, so this player signed in August 2004 for a fee of 1.3 million. Edgar Davids. That's correct. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You've done that before. <laughs> 1.3 million from Coventry City. Not quite Edgar Davids. Um, during his time at Spurs, he had short loan spells at Southampton, West Ham and Norwich after struggling to get into the team. He made his Premier League debut in a 2-1 home loss to Man United in so, April 2006. Johnny slow, Jackson. Slow down. That's a good guess, but it's not, it's not Johnny Jackson. 2006 and he signed in He signed in 2004 and made his Premier League debut in a 2-1 home loss to United in April 2006. He scored his first Premier League goal for Spurs in a 2-1 away win at Man City. Phil, I feel. It's, not a, it's a good guess. Though. See, this is um, why Timothy a two. So yeah, his first Premier League goal was a two-one away win against Man City, which Tom Huddleston scored that cracker oh, of a volley in. Yeah. It's that game. So it's oh, the with Femi goal. Martins. 
He only managed 20 appearances for Spurs in all competitions, so scoring one goal. So you chose a famous. World famous. famous. Thanks, and mate. You could get it here, though. He then signed for West Ham for a fee reported to be around £3 million. And after struggling to break into the West Ham team, he had spells at Watford and Sunderland on loan before his contract at West Ham was terminated following an off-the-field incident. This is one of the dead air moments. Isn't it? Do you want me to run through it again? No, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to think about that again. So, 2001, went out on loan. 2004 he signed. 2004, debut sorry. in 06. Debut in 06, scored, scored one goal against City. And then went to West Ham on loan. Andy Reid? No, he, he went to West Ham on a permanent. Oh, on the permanent, sorry. And, and then went out on loan again. And his contract was terminated following an off-the-field incident. Are we going to find... What is the off-field incident? Was he giving shirts away in his, in his car? <laughs> We're going to have to get the editing kit out again. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Okay. Um, do, you want to, do you want a final guess before I reveal? I'm going to kick myself. Is it... It's what position does he play? Centre-half. No, go on. Callum Davenport. Callum Davenport. I would never have got that in a billion years. Off the field instant was that awful haircut. Stabbing, wasn't it? Oh, Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he got done for, I think it was assaulting his sister. Yeah, let's let's not remember that. Let's not remember that. The world famous Callum Davenport there. Who was the other one? What's the Scottish right back that we had playing in the Champions League for us? Alan Hutton punched his dad outside a nightclub. I love that he's having a night out of his dad as well. That's what I love. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Everyone in Scotland is that. everyone's dad. I love that. Um, from which club did Tottenham Hotspur sign? Cri- oh, we're doing the quiz now. <laughs> <laughs> from which club did Tottenham Hotspur sign Chris Perry? Wimbledon. Oh my goodness. Too easy. That's annoying. Which club did Guy Butters join when he left Tottenham? You having a laugh? I mean, Guy I've, Butters. I've never heard of him. That sounds like a like a rude a name fake. for something rude. I can, I can Swindon. No, you've got to stop doing that. <laughs> Jack looks at you like you've got it. Uh, Coventry City, Portsmouth. Oh, of course, so close. Guy Butters. If Guy Butters to, is listening, to... <laughs> can you get the um, fancy league up? I haven't got in the internet. Sure. I've run out. What was the first trophy that Gary Lineker won in his professional career? League Cup, a Charity Shield. The second division championship with Leicester mm. in 1980. In what year did Steve Sedgley sign for Tottenham Hotspur? 1974. <laughs> 15 years out. 89? 89. <laughs> Good maths. Um, Guy Butters is a former football manager and professional footballer, current assistant manager with Conference Southside Eastleigh. So he was a manager and now he's gone down to assistant manager yeah. with Eastleigh <laughs> Poor bastard. Um, played <laughs> for Spurs 1988-1990, 35 appearances, one goal. Had spells at Southend, Portsmouth, Oxford, Gillingham, Brighton. Barnett. If anybody knows him have an and he wants to come on the pod, oh, we would love to have Guy Butters on the pod. That would be amazing. There is a three-sentence snapshot of his managerial career. He left his job as manager of Winchester City <laughs> on the 1st of October 2012 to go back to Brighton where he was to work for their charity arm, Albion in the Community. What a man. What a man. But this move was short-lived when less than a week later he joined Conference South Club Eastleigh as assistant manager. Hey, hey. In a world where there's mass unemployment... One, one week spell at the charity. 
Oh, man. Um, whose question is it? I think it might be mine. I'm actually close to tears here. <laughs> Who played in all of Tottenham Hotspur's 58 competitive games in the 1970-71 season, scoring 18 times? I don't want to say Perryman, because so it's, it's not, wrong. It's not him, yeah. So that's not my guess. Um, so I don't know. No clue. Martin Peters. Martin Peters should know that, but I didn't. How many goals did Andy Reid score in his 160 appearances for Forest? 26. 18. 10, 15, 20 or 25? Oh, 25. 20. 15. 25. Oh, was it? Which club gave Ozzy Ardias his first managerial job? It's quite a popular Tottenham sister club. I don't club. know that. I probably should. I don't know that. We send players out on loan there quite a lot now. Swindon Town. Really? Yeah. I should have known that. Is that right? Um, yeah. Against which club did Tottenham Hotspur play on the opening day of the 04 05 season? Liverpool. Oh, great knowledge. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that 2 1? I think that was that with the Asukoto Screamer, was it? 05 06. 04 05. No, no, no. Asukoto was wait. Was... That was after. That was Gibraltar Cite. Got the first. Oh, I think. Yeah. All right. What's your question and we'll. It's. Check. it's Pointless. What does all day est facere mean? To dare is to do. All day est facare. Do you know the, the only other one I know is Blackburn's one and I've forgotten it. Oh, I used to. So you know, don't know it. <laughs> Arte Labor or Arte Labore. I don't know what it means, but a lot of my friends were Blackburn fans. And that Tottenham Liverpool game um, was 1 1. Oh, shit. Jermaine yeah, Defoe scored. But did Gibraltar say score? I don't know. Coming in here like you know everything. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are three dead ball situations when a player cannot be ruled offside. Corner, throw in, and... Goal kick. Goal kick. Bringing the ball back on the pitch. Um, a team official is guilty of irresponsible behaviour. What action does the referee take? This is ridiculous. Where? Is it in the home <laughs> environment? Or is it in his car? Or is it... Careful. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Yellow card. He will send the official from the technical area. Well, he didn't even say he was in the technical area. He doesn't say that he was. <laughs> just as a team official. <laughs> Brilliant. If a player enters or re-enters the field of play without the referee's permission, what action does a referee take? Booking him. Yellow card. Yellow card. Up until the end of the 05-06 season, who was the last player to score for Tottenham in a European tie? Tell you what, I'll give you the year. I'll give you 1999-2000 UEFA Cup against IFC Kaiserslautern. Teddy Sheringham? No. Stephen Carr? Stefan Everson. I remember Stephen Carr scored an ongoing that game. <laughs> <laughs> Random fact. And CC? <laughs> and Martin. And Martin, <laughs> yeah. Which club defeated Spurs on penalties in the 2004-2005 League Cup? Bolton. United. Liverpool. Eh? Stato would have got that. Yeah, he would have got it. Who scored a winner in a 1-0 win over Man City in the League Cup third round in the 92-93 season? Tottenham. Jürgen Klinsmann. Vinny Samways. For Tottenham. <laughs> 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 it's a guy basses. 
Yeah. Wasn't he working for the charity then? <laughs> Doing his shift in the shop. One week in the charity oh, shop. God. Oh, we've got the name for the show. Um, That's friendly, that. It's friendly, really yes. On that bombshell, it's time to end the show. So, uh, Actually, no, Fancy League, you got it up? Oh, yeah. Um, no so real change, if I'm honest. Next week will be the last show for a couple of weeks because I'm, I'm buggering off to Japan. So I'll be able to give you all, uh, an update of how Spurs are seen in Tokyo if I can find anyone who speaks English. If, if there are any fans from Tokyo. There's, there's a listener, isn't there? There is one listener. If you're listening Tokyo, let me know and uh, we'll, we'll go work in a charity shop together. Jack played triple captain on Aguero. so Which is really the logical thing to do when, to they're, do. when they're playing Villa. Um... Don't worry about that there, mate. We'll um we'll just entertain. So I'm still top. Yeah, good. Eighty points this week, one thousand six hundred and eighty two total. Bradley Briggs in second. Scored seventy two this week, so it's a strong week. Um that is a good week. Dan Hearn in third, purple cane. Holiday Dan. Tony Scott up to fourth. Uh, he scored eighty two, which was the highest in the league, so it's a really good week. Um Brian Sevilla has gone back above you, ASD. Oh. With a strong week of 75. Does he do a podcast though? No, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's you in six with 57. Mr. Latchford's 11 for 58. Then. How many so points is behind he you? He is two behind you. Oh, no. Wouldn't it be brilliant if you beat him by a point? Imagine. <laughs> yeah. imagine. I'd like to get equal points and then just better goal difference somehow. Um, then in eighth place, we've got Carl Woodbridge. Then we've got Van, Ola Holtman, Chris Pierce, Brian Anderson, Biggie Singh Jahal. Dan Chambers, Paul Burkett, Javad, Sam Latchard, and then our Mr. Stato at the bottom still. Has Javad gone up one? Uh, he's he? still in 16th. Oh. Stato, sort it out. Sort it out. 53 points this week from Stato. Um, I'm just going to have a look because uh, I think he's got a really weird team. I definitely have some Arsenal players, I'm going to say. I'm pretty sure I had. I think I took Sanchez out, though, which was a mistake. You've had three all season, which is a bit of a disagreement. Stato with Joe Hart as captain this week, <laughs> <laughs> bringing him in 12 points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, still, he's got Memphis, IU, Sigurdsson on the bench. Brilliant. Brilliant. Incredible. <laughs> Stato. If anyone knows a new Stato for, that we can have. <laughs> His friends don't fly away from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please tweet at underscore Echoes of Glory or at Latra J or at ASD the brand. Uh, while we're there, I've got a different podcast out of work one, which anyone is interested in too, speaking to the, uh, the most inspirational leaders in the world of advertising and marketing. And we've got a really special guest coming up on this podcast in next month, which Jack sorted out. But like, this is a big one. This is one of the most important people in football. And I'm, uh, I'm nervous, and I'm not nervous about meeting anyone, so uh, I'm, I'm buzzing. It's going to be very exciting that week. Uh, let us know what you think. Write us on iTunes. Abbas, thank you very much for joining us again, my, my friend. Pleasure. Uh, looking forward to having you on again. Jack, it was okay having you here. Thanks for being here. It was all right. <laughs> I'm making up the numbers. It's better than Rush Hour. It's better than Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I've been ASD. Um, and, you know, the future, it, the past is okay, relatively okay over the last couple of weeks. Um, but don't forget, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs.
top free kick at Wembley Aussie's knees have gone all trembly And the Tim requires assembly Danny Montauer Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Amatini, Kudachini Freddie Canute Gary Mabbitt in Chilin Sergi Rebra for the win Run for me, Nick on me, 4-3 Stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings, luscious hair Super Vertonghen And Liachenko number 9 Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Born at Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing at White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's long green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hutton wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and stroke Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's got me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, but we don't care. Martin Martin Yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy and to equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel acts Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back And Asimovich Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardliston's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco These linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Socorro and we dropped Samora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagall was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Redlocks, Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European glory nights Terry Dyson go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White Legendary Lily White How dare es forget Who dare is to do Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White Hart Lane. K 
has a UK soda, Bentley's free cakeover. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Aston Villa, Walker's page three girls. Gus Poirier, free kick cards. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Coginola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolf Fox never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, AVB's deep squat. David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl. Peter Crouch, eight foot tall, Jurgen Klinsmann's dive. Some Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decision. Ramon Vega playing Sega, Sandro's kung fu kick. Eric Torfell looking spell. Espen Barson, Leonard and Smith and Chip is bound to score. Give me more and more and more. Heroes in white and blue. We love to win style, we've done it for a while. It's better to rain very high. Then our football story will echo with glory. Lily White's from White are May. If the budget allows, the anchor will be ours. Thanks, Dave Hanson, 44. If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what's best to do. The League Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim fading high Then our football story will echo with glory